Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast Side Quest. This week, we're talking about vault games and consoles, for that matter. Alex, do you want to give a quick primer on this? Yes. So, I thought of this when I originally... Um, I saw that Hades was getting a physical release on the Nintendo Switch this month, and... Um, some part of my brain was like, even though I own this on Switch and PC digitally, I want to own this on a cartridge so that I could play it in the future should the Epic Game Store not exist anymore and like Nintendo takes their servers offline for digital purchases on the Switch or something like that. And it led me to also purchase The Return of the Oberdin. I think that's, is that the name of that game? Yeah. Return yeah. of the Oberdin, yeah. On Switch as well in a physical manner, because these, if I have these as cartridges, I could maybe get my hands on a Switch in like 20 years and play these again, even if something were to happen to Steam or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So I was just kind of curious if there were any games that you guys thought you would preserve in some way to play in the future. And that includes like the thing that I'm thinking of mostly here, like, it's kind of hard for games starting in the PlayStation 3 era because there's so many, like, updates and whatever. But I want you to kind of consider, like, throwing out maybe some MMO-ish type games, like a World of Warcraft or a... Uh, or maybe we can live in a fantastical world where it works anyway. But, like, if you could preserve the finally updated version of a game for the future so that you or your ancestors could continue to play, what would those games be? And so, um, I don't know if either of you want to start. Brian, do you have one in mind as of yes. yet? Yes. Okay, uh, what's, what's mean, your first vault game? I don't have three in mind right away, but absolutely I would want Doom in there, for sure. Because I Which can still... The, the original. Okay. Uh, Doom 95? Final Doom? Nah, what, the original. Doom 64. What Doom wad do you want on this floppy disk that we're putting in the floppy I guess the the, the Doom... What, I don't remember what... Ultimate Doom, I guess they would call it. We'll go with that one, because okay. it's got the extra episode four on there. There you go. But, um, yeah, it's just all-around great game. Cool style, cool music. Obviously, it's gory, so it's not for everyone, and, you know, a little satanic, but uh, it's just solid, and it's still solid. It's, it holds up now, and I think it'll hold up in a couple hundred years or whatever, whenever it's pulled out of the vault. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want that preserved. All right. John, what about you? You got I one? would preserve... I'm trying to think of the games that, like, I played a lot of that I feel like... Um, because those are the, like, obviously, like, I'm not going to put a game in the vault that I only spent two hours playing, unless it's literally a two-hour game and it fucking changed my life, which, no, <laughs> like, I, yeah. no, that doesn't exist. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is one that I would throw in there. Because I think I pumped about 300 hours into that bad boy. Um, I'm actually buying a, a Game Boy Advance SP charger off of Amazon, so I can, because <laughs> I found my SP. Nice. And it has Tactics Advance in it still. I thought you had a gray one. I did. And then I think I traded it in at some point. And then somebody gave me this blue one because I had nice. mentioned how I gave or traded in my gray one and didn't have anything to play Final Fantasy on. Okay. 
I think probably Mindy, I think Mindy gave me this. Oh, okay. Because she didn't, she wasn't using it. But anyways, well, that's cool. Yeah, uh, Tactics Advance is, I think, the best version of Final Fantasy Tactics because it mm. got rid of a lot of the stuff I didn't like about Tactics. Uh, and it's still in the world of Evilise, which I think is Nintendo or Square's Square's best realm in which mm. they've created lore. And uh, yeah, it's just a great game overall. I, I love it. I played so much of it. I played a lot of it in my college classes when I was first at Wayne State. It's long as hell, too. It is really long, but it's not 300 hours long, except True. I made it 300 hours long. <laughs> yeah, it's 300 hours long if you want it to be. Yeah. Plus, um, the, the SP is probably one of the best Nintendo handheld devices, or just best handheld devices ever made. It True. was small enough to fit in your pocket when it was closed. Uh, it had a backlit screen. Well, it's, um, it's actually it's front lit, is but it that front was lit? better than no light at all, like the previous Game Boys. Yeah, and, and the uh, the battery lasted for years. Forever. Yeah, so it's a it's a great device. So the device plus that game would be in my vault. That's awesome. What about you? Yeah, honestly, and I think. Like, it might be a little bit of recency bias, but I do feel as though Hades would go in the vault for me at this point. I've liked it so much. I think the story's so great. I think it has so much replayability that Hades has to be in there for me. And the fact that, like, I like right now that, like, it hit its 1.0 or whatever the latest update is, and it feels very complete, and there's not really anything that, like, I feel like I would lose by, like, freezing it in amber right now and not getting future updates, although that could change if they put more into it, but I don't know that that's their plan, per se. Um, but I think, I think Hades gets there, just because there's, like, a wide variety of different ways you can play the game, and, like, different boon combinations, and feels fresh every time you go through it um i think that's one that i would want to to hang on to and have an easily playable copy of that doesn't rely on the internet to to have it so brian what about you um this is an oddball one kind of i mean but i i feel like this style of game should always be around even though it's it it come its popularity definitely wanes at times and then has a resurgence. Uh, the secret of Monkey Island would be like the one example I think I would preserve of the uh, point and click graphic adventure. Um, I, I think, uh, and I can still replay that game even in its original form without the uh, voice chat and or I mean the the uh, the talky version without the. Um, the actual dubbed uh, vocals, voice whatever acting. voice acting, yeah, that's the term I'm looking for. The talky version. <laughs> that, that's what they used to call them, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess if I had a choice of which version to to put in the vault, I would pick the talky version because I think the voice acting's done well. But uh, any version would do. Oh, the special good. edition's nice as well. I wonder because that was that was LucasArts, right? Yeah. I wonder with like the the revitalization of LucasArts if any of those are going to get remade, much like King's Quest did. They they did do special editions for Monkey Island, but did they do it like the King's Quest that's on like PlayStation Four? 
that's completely redone in the Unreal Engine. No, like, but it's a, it's three D graphics. I don't really it's want beautiful. That. It has great voice acting. Like I that feel would like be, if, if the original director on those games came back and was like, "I have a vision to do this." I would be very curious to see what they would make, you know? Right. He, yeah. Ron Gilbert is the one that's like yeah. mostly responsible for the original Monkey Island. And um, he would love to make another one from what I understand, but he does not have the rights to it. He would buy the rights to it if he could. He, he's gone on record saying that. Um, the Ultimately, the last Monkey Island game was made by Telltale. It was episodic. Yeah. Um, that one, and then the one before it, uh, Escape from Monkey Island, is both of those are in 3D, and I think they suffer because of it. Like mm-hmm. the artwork's not as good; it just doesn't feel or look right. Um, the puzzles are a little weaker too. But uh, honestly, I think it really hit its stride as a series with the Curse of Monkey Island when they did hand-drawn graphics. Like it was, it looked like a cartoon. Yeah. It was awesome. Um solid and also pretty long game as far as those games go. But I feel like the secret of Monkey Island just pacing wise and length wise is pretty perfect. So I think that's that's the one I would lock away. It's a solid example. And there are no like ways to fail in that game, unlike King's Quest games. There's actually a joke hidden in the game that pokes fun at the Sierra games, like allowing you to fail in really stupid ways. (laughs) That's Uh, nice. Yeah. And it's pirates, man. Pirates are awesome. Yeah, of course. John, what's your number two? Uh, Castlevania symphony of the night. (laughs) I knew it was coming. If you didn't say it, I was going to say it it. just, it has to be because I like, it is one of the greatest video games ever made. Everything Mm -hmm. about it is great. There's nothing wrong with that game. At all. It's perfect. Yeah. The soundtrack's great. The game itself is great. You can play it for hours if you want. You can speed run the shit out of it if you wanted. It's it is it's perfect. Everything about it. It's so good that I bought it on my phone and my iPad <laughs> and my Xbox and my PlayStation. Like I like I've I've purchased this game on every platform it's come out on because I love it that much. I didn't realize it was on iPad. Does it play well on there? If Absolutely. you have a controller, it's fucking great. If you, yeah, I mean, it's great with a controller because I, I hooked up my Nimbus to it and it works awesome. Um, but I'm assuming like if any Bluetooth controller, like if you had an Xbox controller to connect to it, it would be fine. Like, but yeah, awesome. it, it works great. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's my favorite game of all time. So I feel like I would be doing myself a disservice by not promoting it as part of a vault game. So nice. Yeah. Um, another one that I thought of when I was thinking about this was Spelunky. Once again, with its almost infinite replayability. And I think I would choose Spelunky 1 over Spelunky 2 at this point. Mostly just because of my... That's where my affinity is at the moment. That could change in the future. But, um, Spelunky 1's just one of those games that I think... It's weird, because I feel like I don't tend towards a lot of arcade games or, like, super replayable games. I like a lot of, like, narratives. I like being able to, like, have a story that starts and finishes and things of that nature. But, like, for some reason, when I think about, like, what game would, like... These are games where I'm, like, if if at some point my kids get to a point where they're, like, 
Like, if I somehow manage to show my kid, like, Super Metroid at some point in the future or whatever, they're like, this is amazing. And then they play Castlevania Symphony, and they're like, they're like, oh my god, this is fantastic. And, like, that will all be good, but I feel like when I get to a point where I'm like, hey, here's this game called Hades, you need to check it out. Or, like, oh, Spelunky's gonna hit all the same notes in you that it did in me. Like, I feel like... These are the games where I'm going to be like, let's pull out this old relic of a Nintendo Switch that I have these on for physical versions, and then you're going to play it, and then hopefully that kid is just going to like play it for as many hours as I did when I played it. So, I feel like Spelunky is, is certainly on the list for me in yeah. terms of my three vault games. But, Brian, number three, did you come up with one in the time yeah. since we started? I have a lot going through my head, honestly. <laughs> it's hard to choose. Uh, I think I might have to go with Mass Effect 2. That's a good one. Yeah. I feel like it's just a good... If I was going to pick one from that trilogy, instead of being able to pick the whole thing, I, I guess I would go with that one. I feel like you can start with that one without playing the first one, and it, it kind of catches you up a bit on what's happened. Yeah. Um, I mean... I don't know. It's a great game. I would love yeah. it to be preserved forever. I think that would be good. John, you got a number three? This is tough because I've been trying to like narrow down, again, games that I've played a ton of. Um, it, like There are so many, Like if I really think about it. I, I think I have to go with something like, and this is totally out of left field, but like Mega Man X10, which I think is probably the epitome of like the Mega Man X games. Wait, which one? Is it, which was X-10? the one that, yeah x4 maybe x4 i don't know that we played the a one bunch that, of the, the one the zero. first one that was on playstation yeah that's x4, x4. Yep. so yep. Mega Man x4 because mm-hmm. any of the other Mega Man x games that i played after that just did not feel like that one felt that game yep. felt really good it's the first Mega Man game that i was obsessed with um and i think it's a it's it's actually like pretty indicative of like the whole genre of like that style of side scroller. And yeah. I think that that would be a, a very, a very good vault game. Yeah. I think that's a good call. That one, that one was also really close to my heart probably for the same reasons. Cause it's just one that we played a lot of. Yeah. It's just good. Um, and I, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, old school Mega Man fans that are like, oh, well, it all went downhill after X2 or X3, but I think X4 was was very, very good. And just the art in it is great. The animated sequences, the videos in between, I think were cool. So, yeah. yeah. Um, For my final Vault game, once again, like, you know, you would think I would pick something like Sweet Coden, but I don't really want to go there for some reason. Like, I feel like I was also trying to think of games that see less of a possibility of being available on like future consoles you know mm, yeah and sweet coden's one where like it's probably there but i also feel like a lot of indies are what's kind of hitting me the most because they're so small in a lot of cases even though the ones that i'm picking have gotten fairly big um fez is one that i think hits mm. me pretty hard as well because that the experience of playing Fez and even something like The Witness, so maybe I'll do both of these because I'm going to cheat. 
I think both of those games are like super well enclosed, not requiring the internet or like future patches or anything like that, but like just having these big worlds hidden inside of such a small package, I think is really cool. And it's something where like, I feel like, you know, in the future when I want to sit down with the game and like, remember what it was like at peak video game time for myself, those are the ones that I would want to play or like, you know, really showing those to my kids, I think, or something would be something that I, I would just kind of be like, this is, this is the shit that I really liked as a kid. And they'll be like, well, dad, you're stupid or something like that. But like, <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully they'll enjoy as they it slide their VR goggles back on. <laughs> yeah. As they plug the PS nine into their, their brainstem or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But, yeah, no, I think I think Fez is Fez is my third and final vault game, but I think people should email us in with their ideas for what their vault games would be. I'd love to know and and hear what other people's thoughts. Yeah, maybe are. we'll make like the Midwest Game Nerds emulator collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm curious to know, and I want it made me want to look into it now that we're talking about it. Like, I wonder if the Library of Congress is doing any kind of archiving because you know they do movies and things like that. I wonder right. if they're going to do any video. If there's anybody trying to do video game stuff like well, that, there's the that video game preservation History foundation. Yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing that as well. Um, but you know, I, I'm curious, like, like library of congress being like we're literally like it's literally taking like versions of these movies that are you know uh like preserving them for that type of thing the video game history foundation i think is probably trying to do that in some level as well but they're also like going after weird things that aren't really like completed projects or like gathering source code and stuff like that which is also important but kind of like more of like we want to preserve all video games whereas i feel like the library of congress is like this represents something about video games at its time that we want to have it available in the library of congress for people to experience here in america we only want the american games call of duty call of duty 2 call of duty 3 call of duty 4 modern warfare <laughs> medal of call honor call of duty world at war Metal Call of, of Duty Honor Modern two. Warfare 2. <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. For anyway. the future. Uh, Brian, you wanted to pick... Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to call this like Desert Island console, but like also Vault console I think works as well. Like, What's the one console that you would want to have access to that entire catalog uh, in order to... You know, if... if like, I think it's been phrased on, like, in an email question for Giant Bomb at some point, where they're like, if you could only play one console for the rest of your life, what console is it? Yes. Like, if you were going to limit yourself to the catalog of one console, what would that console be? So, let's start with John, then we'll go to Brian. The original PlayStation. As oh, long as I had choice. access to all the games. Yeah. The, the original that, that's PlayStation. That's the stipulation, but you cannot access any other systems the, for I would the be rest totally of your life. fine with that, because there's so many games that I still think about to this day that I, I'm like, man, I, I really need to hook up that Super Should Duper play Nintendo that again. <laughs> and see if I can play that game because I don't even know if it's mm-hmm. on there or not. But, like, Kingsfield is one that always comes up in my brain. Uh, the original, uh, like, Jumping Flash was, like, a great one. Like, if we go all the way back to the beginning of PlayStation, there were some great games that came out uh, when it when it first came out. Uh, For I can't, sure. I can't remember the fighting game, but there was, like, a fighting game it was uh, ba- oh Battle Arena Toshinden. That's what it was. 
That yep. was a sweet game. Then there was the fighting game that was in 3D where you can like morph into like animals. And I don't remember what that one was called, but that was really cool too. Um, I don't know. Air, like Air Guys by SquareSoft. That was a sweet fighting game. With, Final, a, with, with an with, RPG in it as well. With a built-in endless dungeon randomly generated RPG that w- was fantastic. Um, Every just, once in a while, Nate and I will send the... I don't know. Do you remember the character Dasher Anoba in that game? No. he's like He was like a wrestler. Okay. And he had like a bowl cut. <laughs> he has this ending where he just goes and eats ramen at like a ramen stand. <laughs> and he continues to ask for bowls. And it apparently goes on for 10 minutes. But when we beat the game with him back in the day, we thought it was like glitched. Or we thought it was just like not proceeding in the video or something like that. Like we thought it was broken. Because he's just sitting like there eating up. ramen. I will like I... My memory is that we let that play for like three hours, and I don't think that's the case. I don't know that that's true. Like, there's a 10 minute video of it on YouTube that we send to each other every once in a while, but we still <laughs> reference the fact that there's this one fucking ending in Air Guys that's just this wrestler eating eating fucking ramen noodles over and over and over again. Awesome. So, yeah, Air Guys was sweet. That was a really cool fighting game. Um, mm-hmm. and then yeah, like I said, Kingsfield is another one that's awesome. Uh, you know, the, like original Crash Bandicoot as it was first given to you. Like, I remember yeah. playing Crash Bandicoot for the first time and being like, this is crazy that this game, I'm playing it with the character running at me, mm-hmm. not sideways across the screen, but running towards me like shit like well, that. <laughs> and you've also got your Final Fantasy seven and your Castlevania Symphony of the Night and, and like all these Coden. other games. Yep. All yep. those stuff. Yeah. All these sure. games that I used to play. Like back in the day, Wild Arms, the first one. Yeah, that, that other I can't remember the name of, it, but that first RPG that we got, that I have no clue what it's even called now that I think about it. Uh, Beyond the Beyond or Wild Arms or was it Beyond the Beyond? I don't think it was Beyond the Beyond. I think that's the game. Beyond the Beyond. No, what or was? It? Let me... Oh yeah, it was Beyond the Beyond. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. I still have it upstairs, I think, somewhere. Or You have, like, storage. all those games. Yeah, I do. I have Air Guys as well. Yeah, I have my Toe Ball number one here somewhere. Nice. But, yeah, like, PlayStation 1 was a, such a great console. It had so many good games. It the Its generation lasted what seemed like forever, yep. but it was really only, what, like, five years? Something like that, yeah. Like, 95 to 2000-ish. Yeah. So yeah. I would choose the PS1. Brian. What's your console? Um, I think I would go with the Xbox 360, but one of the later models that doesn't red ring. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a good call. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it had such an expansive catalog and like, I feel like that's one of the consoles throughout history where like literally everybody I know had one. Yeah. Because, like, that's where the games were, and well, and it hit a point where it was well. They were so cheap to buy too. The original like uh, interface was actually pretty good too. Like the blades, I don't know why they got rid of that. Yeah, Um, the blades were good, and uh, the controllers good. Yeah, I don't know. There's just like such a huge variety of games on it. And plus they introduced the the Xbox Arcade and there were a bunch of awesome indie games to play. And not so um, indie like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. 
True. First, yeah. first release of uh, Fez and Spelunky, I believe, was on mm-hmm. 360. And Super Meat Boy, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a good choice. Yeah. Well, so I guess um, I guess I need a little bit of a clarification here. So do I get to play any game for the console that the console can actually play? I'm going to say if without I can put the console- backwards compatibility. No, but that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Back, backwards compatibility. What if it's what if it's not not even software backwards compatibility? Oh, okay. Sure, whatever. I, want, I don't I care. I want a launch PlayStation 3 60 gigabyte model because it has the PlayStation 2 processor on the motherboard and can play everything the PS2 could play flawlessly. So it could also play PlayStation 1 games. Yeah, that's So I have cheating. access to PlayStation 1, 2 and 3. And also, you can install Linux on those, too, so I can probably find some emulators as well. But, uh, no, I'll joke about the last part. But, seriously, like, if I was, like, if I could only have one console ever anymore, I think it would have to be the PS3. Because even on, like, the digital store, they were releasing PS PS1 games and some PS2 games as well. So, I feel like that still kind of counts. Um, but, yeah, like, with what John said, PS1, I think, would have been an easy pick for me, but there's also a lot of stuff that I love on PS2 and PS3, and so having all of those together might be a cheat, but I feel like it also kind of is awesome, because that's, like, the only way you could do it. Like, I don't necessarily feel like if you got a Series X, you would have to say, like, you have to exclude the place the, the Xbox one games the, or the original xbox games that it can play because it can play those and you can still fair, buy yeah, them on fair the enough i mean that's today, the, like the series know? x would be a good call because you're getting four generations of gaming okay out of well then maybe this question was bad i'm sorry <laughs> no it's not a bad question alex is just like you know i found the fucking kobayashi okay. shit out of it right <laughs> what, now what if you could only pick one system and you pull it out like literally one, one thousands of years later you have power well for the it. only one that, that would physically connect it to work. the internet or the, download anything you can only use physical copies the only games. one that would physically work that way would be the game boy advance sp yeah, fucking game boy advance <laughs> sp would still have a battery it'd still have works. charge in it <laughs> no i'm yeah. saying you have access to like there's a wall outlet that works or whatever but there's oh, in no the future internet. we've still got two prongs give me a break man everything Three. charges wirelessly in the future prongs are non-existent well then, if you're removing the internet, then your Xbox Live Arcade games don't come along. Correct. With your Xbox 360. Yeah. yeah, and I like. I feel like if that's gonna change anything at all, like it'd probably be boring, and I would probably go with the PlayStation One. Um, I think if I was gonna be different, I, it'd be either PlayStation One or PlayStation Two, because I think, and I'll be different from John with the PS2, like. Metal Gear Solid Two and Three, I think, are incredible games, um, and I would need to be able to replay those front and mission like, two yeah the front mission games are really rad armored core Zone two. the under stuff the armored core games like all of that type of stuff i think is really great final Everything fantasy 10 made by I think from an, software yeah uh final fantasy 10 i think is an incredible rpg that i've never beaten fully but like the sphere grid alone like i think gojo has a file where he's filled in the sphere grid completely for all of the characters That's which crazy. is mind-blowing because you can basically oh. get everybody's spheres and uh, shit. Abilities. Parasite Eve, fucking, uh, what was that other game? Shit, Vagrant Story. 
all yep. those games those on PlayStation. PS1 the games. first PlayStation, so good. Parasite Eve it's, is one of the best fucking games I've ever played. Yeah. No, the PS1 I beat is, that game. I actually beat library. Parasite Eve. I never beat I Vagrant Story. Vagrant Story is like 100 hours long, and it's so it gets to a point where you're just like, what the fuck is happening in this game? Parasite Eve is really rad, and I always wanted to play the second game, and they even put out the third birthday on the PSP, which is like a the third game in the series. Um, I never checked it out though. If if but. they if they just if they could remake Parasite Eve in like the new Final Fantasy VII engine, like that would be so That'd sick. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You the, know the era, think- the PlayStation era of gaming is so fucking good. Like mm-hmm. there's there's just so. I would I would I would say that the Xbox 360 era of gaming is also equally good. I think those two consoles in their respective generations were awesome. For sure. Not to discount the PS2. I think the PS2 was great. I played a lot of PS2. Did not play a lot of original Xbox. But like specifically, those are two eras of gaming, PlayStation 1, Xbox 360 where I think I was so obsessed with playing games mm-hmm. because the games, they were, there were tons of them and they were all really fucking good. Well, and it was like, the the thing is, is I think the PS one is like the pinnacle of Japanese video game development. And I think the 360 is the pinnacle of Western video game development. Yeah. Okay. And just like, there's so much firing on all cylinders, Japanese PlayStation games that came out at that time, Metal Gear Solid among them, like it's it's not fair. And then like the 360 as well, just like you got your Fallout 3 and your Skyrim and all that stuff, like I think those are probably the two correct answers for for this question really. Yeah. And like anything else, like you know, obviously we skew older here, but not as old as somebody who would have like really, really sunk their teeth into the the Super Nintendo and and you know the Genesis. Like Brian wasn't a big console gamer at the time, but like I feel like there are people that would have valid answers for both of those. But I feel like even from an objective, as an objective a standpoint as you can get, it's hard to argue that the PS One and the 360 aren't like the two most influential generations and consoles that you could pick so yeah agreed Mm -hmm. well cool yep that's our vault everyone send in your emails midwestgamenerds at gmail.com or hit us up if you join the patreon for five dollars or more you can join our discord server and talk to us directly something to consider you also get these bonus episodes early so cool but we're gonna leave it at that i need to go eat something because i'm dying inside so sounds good I will, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time on the next side quest and the next main episode. Peace.